Thank you for joining the worship services of Shoto, Brady, and Dutton United Methodist Churches. I'm Pastor Julie King, and I'm so grateful for digital technology that allows you to join us from wherever you are in the world. You can join us every week by clicking the links on our Facebook at facebook.com shotoumc or on our website at umshoto.net. If you like what we are doing and would like to financially support us in ministry, you can find more contact information on our website, and again, that's umshoto.net. We're so grateful that you are joining us. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Grace and peace to each of you. Happy New Year and welcome 2021. I am so excited to say that. And I am so excited for this new year in our churches and really look forward to hopefully getting back in person very soon and for really getting to know each of you more throughout this next year. As we do look forward to plans, I want to remind all of you that through the end of January, we are going to continue following the guidelines of the Mountain Sky Conference, and we will be worshiping online only this month. However, that being said, I am anticipating some updated guidelines, and we will continue to monitor all of the local cases, which right now is Looking very hopeful, we're seeing a decline in the number of cases. Let's hope that we continue to see a decline as we follow a holiday here over the next couple of weeks. But we will continue to monitor the cases and we will be looking forward to slowly getting back in person and we'll make sure that we keep you updated every week during the announcements for worship and also on our Facebook pages and through email. I also want to give you all, um, I guess, an exciting heads up or something to look forward to as next week we will be starting a new sermon series. This is a fun series. I've been really looking forward to it for several months and it's finally about to begin. We are going to be looking at the gospel according to Dr. Seuss. And I have been collaborating with several friends and colleagues from across the conference, and so there will be some fun surprises for each of you throughout the next six weeks as we go through this sermon series. So make sure that you set aside some worship time each week so that you can be sure and participate in that sermon series. I'm really, really looking forward to it. At this time, I would officially like to welcome all of you to our online worship service for Shoto, Brady, and Dutton United Methodist Churches. I am grateful that you are joining us today. And would you please begin our worship series and join me for our opening hymn. vanished away see in this space our fears and our dreamings brought here to you in the light of this day gather us in the lost and forsaken gather us in the blind and 
the lane Call to us now and we shall awaken We shall arise at the sound of our name We are the young, our lives are a mystery We are the old who yearn for your face have been sung throughout all of history, called to be light to the whole human race. Gather us in the rich and the haughty, gather us in the proud and the strong. Give us a heart so meek and so lowly, give us the courage to enter the song. Give us to eat the bread that is you. Nourish us well and teach us to fashion lives that are holy and hearts that are true. Not in the dark of buildings confining, not in some heaven light years away, but here in this place the new light is shining. Now is the kingdom, now is the day. Try it and true with a 
thanksgiving I'll be a living sanctuary for you Lord prepare me to be a sanctuary pure and holy tried and true with thanksgiving I'll be a living sanctuary for you I would invite all of you to take a few deep breaths and spend a few moments in silent prayer meditation and reflection Lord, today I give you so much thanks for the hope that comes with a new year. Lord, I pray for the people, for the churches of Shoto, Brady, and Dutton as we prepare to venture into a new year with exciting ministry opportunities, the hope of finally being back in person again soon, and just the encouragement that we need along the way as we continue to wait, as we continue to navigate the unknown, and as we continue to work through the struggles that all of us might be feeling or facing at different points in our life right now. Lord, I pray for those who are going through health issues, there are several in our congregation, there are several in our communities, and I just ask that your healing hands will be at work in their bodies, their minds, and in their hearts and spirits. Lord, I also give you thanks for the blessing of new babies. I know that there are some people in our congregation who are celebrating being great-grandparents with the new addition to their family, and we give you so much thanks for the new babies and birth. Lord, today, I just ask that your presence will be felt in all of your people, and that you will be at work in our lives in the ways that we all need you. You know what those ways are, Lord, because you know our every thought and our every prayer whether they're spoken or unspoken. And now, Lord, together, we join in unity as we pray the prayer that you taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Ephesians 1, 3-14 Spiritual Blessings in Christ 
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, just as he chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless before him in love. He destined us for adoption as his children through Jesus Christ, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace that he freely bestowed on us in the Beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and insight he has made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure that he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to gather up all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In Christ we have also obtained an inheritance, having been destined according to the purpose of him who accomplishes all things according to his counsel and will, so that we, who were the first to set our hope on Christ, might live for the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you had heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and had believed in him, were marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. This is the pledge of our inheritance towards redemption as God's own people, to the praise of his glory. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. A very, very happy new year to each one of you. New Year's is always a time that I enjoy so much. It's a time that we get to plan for the year that is upcoming, but also a time that we get to look back over the last year and celebrate all of the things that we have been blessed with. We get to reflect on the troubles and the hard times that we went through. The new year is often given exclamations such as, a new year, a new you. And sometimes that really is what it can be. And it's a wonderful, wonderful thing to be able to look at the new year as this moment that you can let go of the past and that you can begin to look forward to the future. Every year as I reflect on the past and the experiences and the people and the situations and opportunities, the many blessings and the many troubles that have led me and got me to where I am today. I often find myself reflecting on some of the big moments, not just over the last year, but over past years. One moment that has been on my heart, in my thoughts, and in my memory so much over this last week is a time that I got to take a youth group from my past church up to the mountains for what we call a Search for Life Retreat. Now this retreat, it was something that we did every single year. It was a time that for youth who were grades six through eight, we would plan and fundraise throughout the whole entire year looking forward to this one trip where we would take four days and three nights, we'd go out to the YMCA of the Rockies in Estes Park, and we would do lots and lots of different activities. We would have devotions every night and throughout the day even in these beautiful cabins. We'd always have a fire in our room, a beautiful fireplace. 
we'd enjoy the amenities of the YMCA, and if you've ever been there, it's an amazing place. They have everything from basketball to roller skating to just archery, all kinds of things, and a wonderful, wonderful uh, cafeteria that everyone always looks forward to eating in. Then we would do other activities outside of the YMCA there, and those activities typically involve the Rocky Mountain National Park. In the park, we would let the kids know that we were going to go on a snowshoeing hike that was going to be probably one of the most difficult things that they had ever done up to that point in their life. And we would let them know weeks in advance that, hey, you need to start trying to get in a little better shape for this because it's going to be tough. And the whole week before, make sure that you're drinking plenty of water because you're going to need your fuel. Make sure that you're eating healthy. Make sure that your body is able to handle this strenuous snowshoeing hike. Well, on this particular trip and the one that I've been reflecting on, there was a young girl, she was a sixth grader that year, and this girl, she's just one of the most responsible, beautiful people that you could ever meet. For a 12-year-old, she is just a wealth of knowledge and wisdom. She loves God so, so much. She has got some of the most amazing deep faith that I've ever seen in a person, no matter what their age, but especially for a young 12-year-old girl. And see this group, I really knew their faith because for the whole entire year, in addition to the planning and fundraising, we had been meeting every Wednesday night for youth group and every Sunday, studying the Old Testament and the New Testament and everything that they need to know about United Methodism that would eventually lead to their confirmation later on in the year. But this girl on this trip, she really had a lot of anxiety and a lot of fear about the snowshoe adventure that we were going to take. I assured her over and over, I said, you're gonna be able to do it, it's okay. We're not gonna go too fast, we'll do it as a group. You can do it, you can do it, you can do it. But she was not the most in-shape person. Any type of physical activity really was not her forte. She was somebody who really appreciated more of book smarts and art. She was extremely gifted in music, extremely gifted in being able to do any type of artistic drawing and painting and crafts. And needless to say, though, physical activity just was not something that she was extremely gifted in. So we began at the bottom of the mountain down there. We all got our hiking boots on. We began putting our snowshoes, attaching them to our boots, and she struggled with that. And then we, kept, we began going. We started up the trail, and about, oh, I'd say a half to a quarter, three quarters of a mile into this trail, it opens up into our, the first of three beautiful lakes, and we had to walk across the ice. This was not something that she felt like she should do. She was very, very scared to do it. But one foot in front of the other, slowly but surely, not looking very far out in the distance, 
quite literally only looking one step ahead, she made it across. As she made it across, then we got to the part of the terrain where we began really hiking up in elevation. It was difficult. It's a very thin trail with lots of back and forth and a few areas that you really have to struggle with, especially with snowshoes, to climb up. And as we got to this middle part of the trek, her eyes began to fill with tears. And this look of desperation came over her face as she stared into my eyes and it was without any words. I could hear her just pleading, please don't push me anymore. Just let me go back. Let me stop. I can't do this. What began to happen though in that moment was she began to realize that she wasn't alone. All of her friends and the other parts of our group, they all began to take notice that she was struggling and they began to encourage her and say, come on, you can do it. And they didn't shame her for needing to take a break and rest a little bit longer than the rest of them wanted to rest. Instead, they helped offer her more water. They took time. They listened to her. They let her get her frustration out. And then a little more time passed and she was ready to take a few more steps. And we made it up to what I would call about the two-thirds of the way mark. And when you get there, there's this beautiful outlook. This area that you can go to the edge and just see for miles and miles and miles. Nothing but beautiful, beautiful scenery of the mountains. The day that we happened to be going, it was gorgeous weather. It was clear skies. Beautiful, beautiful sunshine. We could not have asked for a better day. And she got there and she began looking out and that desperation and the fear began to release. You could see a calmness come over her and she felt encouraged and like she could keep going and that rest when we stopped there didn't take as long. She was ready to keep moving and get to the top. As we started on the final third of our hike up though, the terrain gets a little rougher. There's a lot steeper elevation and of course the air is much thinner there. And she began to feel the physical demands on her body as she struggled to fill her lungs with oxygen. And as she struggled to remember why she was even doing this, she began to wince in pain and she did not want to go any further. And I remember at this point in time, I had begun staying back by her. Some of the group was going a little further ahead and I stayed back by her and she said, Julie, I can't. I hurt so bad, my lungs hurt, I can't feel my legs, my feet hurt. I just, I can't, I don't wanna do it, I don't even care what's up there, I'm done. And I looked at her and I said, come on, you're almost there, I know it's hard, I know it's really hard. I know that this is unlike anything you've ever done before, but you can do it, I know that you can. Let's take 10 steps and then we'll stop again. And so we did. And then after she rested a little more, I said, okay, this time let's try to do 15 steps and then we'll take a break. And we did. And then she looked at me and she said, okay, this time let's do 30. 
And so we did, and we did it together. And a few of her other friends at this point had come back so that she wouldn't be alone with me. And we kept going and we made it those 30 steps. And she said, I can keep going. Let's go. Let's do it. And she struggled, but she made it. And on the very last about quarter mile of this hike, the ground there levels out. And you can't see anything that is ahead of you because the forest there is very, very thick. And so we're going through these trees and she can't see past the trees, but it starts leveling out. And she just keeps putting one foot in front of the other. And then all of a sudden, she sees that the trees begin to clear. And she looks at me and she says, are we almost there? And I say, yes, just keep going a little bit more. Come on, you can do it. And she did. She made it through. And as the trees opened up, this girl's eyes began to well up with tears. And you could just see the relief come over her. She couldn't control her emotions. And she just broke down in tears. She fell to her knees as she began looking out over a humongous, beautiful lake that is in the bottom of this huge clearing surrounded by nothing but beautiful cliffs all the way around. It truly is one of the most magical and majestic places that I've ever seen in my life. It's at Emerald Lake in the Rocky Mountain National Park, if any of you are familiar with it. And as this young girl sat there on her knees crying and just taking in the overwhelming beauty, I remember her looking up and I can still hear her voice say the words, thank you. Thank you so much for not giving up on me. Thank you for pushing me because if I would have stopped, I never would have known that God was the creator of this, of this beauty. I've never seen anything like it and I've never done anything like I did to get here. But thank you for showing me I can. I tell you this story because as I reflect on so many of all of our lives, and especially this time of the year when it's New Year and we're celebrating Epiphany in the church, that moment is such an aha moment in that young girl's life, and it was such an aha moment in my own. I compare that adventure for that 12-year-old girl to so many of the obstacles that I've overcome in my own life and ones that I've heard so many people tell stories about in their lives. The very, very difficult things that we just don't think that we can get through. They are hard. They hurt. They make us hurt inside our bodies. They make us feel like we can't breathe. And sometimes all we can do is quite literally take one foot in front of the other. We can't see past the forest or the trees. But what's waiting on the other side can be so, so incredibly beautiful and unlike anything that we've ever experienced in our entire life. As I think back on this last year, especially for the church, I think that this has probably been one of the most difficult years for churches, not just Methodist churches, but any church 
And in any of our own memories, no matter our age, for anyone who is alive today, this has been a very difficult year for churches. Church has completely changed in every single way that we know it. We try to incorporate all of those things that matter the most to us, our traditions. We, of course, still read the scripture. We still incorporate songs so that we can praise God through music. But it's different. And we've had to adapt and find new ways of getting through the year. Something extremely important this year is that we've had to find new ways to be able to connect with our church family. Those people who encourage us along the way and love us and tell us, you can do it, keep going. And the ones who we don't want to leave behind because we want to make sure that they have enough water or whatever it is to keep going and to keep pushing through, we don't get to see them on a regular basis. And so we've had to find new ways to do this. And as I reflect on this year, I think that we've had some beautiful, very, very touching ways of being able to connect with each other. We brought back old-fashioned telephone calls and handwritten notes. We've brought back being able to get together for coffee or just sitting on a front porch with someone that we care about. We've been very creative with technology, being able to meet through Zoom and see faces, doing Bible studies in that way. That was such a wonderful, wonderful experience. And we're hoping to do another Bible study soon after the first of the year. We've made videos, we've met outdoors, and we've made plans to be able to come back in person but still be able to share our services online because something that has been so amazing about this past year is that there is nothing that could stand in the way of worshiping God and still gathering together in a church. Sure, we're doing it in different ways right now because it's online, but these online services have been able to help reach people who have not been to church in a very long time. It's been able to reach people who are not easily able to leave their homes. We've been able to share our services with family members and loved ones, friends who live far, far away and would not be able to come to Shoto, Brady, or Dutton on just a normal Sunday morning. And so some of these things from the last year have been wonderful things that we are going to take with us into this new year, this new year of hope that I believe is going to be one of the greatest years yet. Soon, we will be in person. Soon, I will be able to preach to a sanctuary that is full of people instead of a camera. Soon, we will finally actually get to meet each other. It's been six months now, and I am so, so, so excited to finally meet all of you. One thing I'm looking forward to the most is a potluck to be able to finally have that fellowship time and the wonderful food that we as Methodists love so much where we all make our favorite dish and bring it together and share it as one family. I can't wait for these moments. I also am excited this new year because we have a group of youth 
in our church here in Shoto that are all at that age, that 12, 13, 14, 15-year-old age, that group, that age group that I was talking about with the Search for Life group, we have a wonderful core group of kids in our church, and I am excited to be able to begin the confirmation classes with them so that they can learn more about our Methodist history and heritage and what we believe. And hopefully soon, over the next year, we will be welcoming them as full members of the United Methodist Church. I'm excited to be able to sit here on the steps and have children's moments. I am so, so excited to be able to give all of you a hug after church and to shake your hands without using hand sanitizer. Yes, we should probably still use it, but I am so excited for a little bit of normalcy. And I'm excited to be able to take some of what we have learned over this last year and then continue to share it outside of the walls of the church. I think that the most exciting thing about this new year is that there is that aha epiphany moment that even though last year was tough and it was so hard to get through that terrain and we might not even be at the end of it yet. We learn things about ourselves along the way and we learn that, hey, we can do it, we can. And what's waiting here on this other side is going to be some of the most beautiful church that we have ever encountered. It's going to show us a promise of new hope, the hope that we are reminded of in the scripture reading today from Ephesians about the spiritual blessings in Christ and the promise that every single one of us have received from God as Christ was incarnated to live among us and then the Holy Spirit was sent to us. All of us have been given that gift from God. And this upcoming year, I think that we are going to experience in a, in a very new and amazing, beautiful way, hopefully like we have not experienced before, or maybe that we haven't experienced for a very long time. I have truly, truly enjoyed and just absolutely loved getting to know each of you as I have over the last six months. I know that this last year, there has been times that we've been discouraged, but I hope that as we begin this new year and we look forward to what is to come, that we are so full of hope that we are looking forward to the next year. And I do hope that this upcoming year will be one of the happiest and blessed that we have ever experienced together as a church and in your own personal lives too. This Sunday, I hope that all of you take some time to reflect back on what was what experiences and situations and people and just obstacles and aha good moments in your life has made you the person that you are today. I hope that as you reflect that you are able to let go of some of the past 
that you know that you don't need anymore. And that you make plans and you look forward to the future. That you accept the spiritual blessings of God as the greatest gift that you have ever received. And that you look forward to enjoying them, to feeling them, to experiencing them in your own heart and with others over this next year. Happy New Year to all of you. Welcome 2021. Amen. restaurant or local business, dine-in, carry-out, 
or go shop in their store and make a purchase so that we can support our local businesses. If that's not something that you would like to do, then I would ask that maybe you pick out a family member or a friend or someone in your community that you might think would enjoy a special surprise and do something nice for them. Buy them a meal, take them a gift, send them a gift card, something nice that you think that they would appreciate. And if that's not what you would like to do, then I would also encourage each of you to select a local nonprofit organization, your local church or another organization of your choice and make a donation in honor of my birthday. If giving financially or shopping or giving someone a gift is not in your budget to do right now, then the other thing that I would like to encourage you to do is to choose somebody intentionally. Anyone who comes to your mind, say a few intentional prayers for them and really keep them in your thoughts. And maybe even take time to just write them a little thinking of you, card or note. It would really make my birthday very special for all of these things to be done. So for those of you that are able to do it, thank you and I truly do appreciate it. And now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship and power of the Holy Spirit be with you all now and forever. Amen. Go forth in peace.